Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to this week's episode of Uncaked Heroes. We are honored that you have chosen to take the time out of your day to sit back, relax, and absorb some wisdom from a beautiful soul joining us all the way from Lansing, Michigan. We, I love doing this. I love who we get to meet, and I love what I'm going to get to learn in today. I am Stacey Johnson, honored to be here with you, and equally as honored to sit next to my co-host, Cassie Holland. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. It's a beautiful day. It's a little windy. But it's good. I'm good. Blessed to be here. How about you? Mm, absolutely blessed to be here as well. So what intrigues you the most? We've talked more than once about what we enjoy about this, and we've, we've talked about the, the joy of getting to meet the people. But what intrigues you about this podcast and this conversations we have? People. The people and the, the, the fact that we can, that I can be sitting here in West Texas, a little breezy, a little sunny, nice day. But the our our beautiful guest is from Michigan, and it's 40 degrees, and the leaves are turning, and she's having a completely different experience today than all of us are, and she's on a completely different journey than you or me, and I just think that the beauty is in the uniqueness of it. I love that perspective. I agree. It just proves that we all walk a world, right? We all get up in the morning with a, with a projected and a plan and a process. And I, I think it's blessed that we get to interact with those people that that grand overall design chose to share in our day with us. I love it. So without further ado, you ready? Let's bring this guest in. Let's get some conversation going. Let's do it. Guys, ladies and gentlemen, we would love to present and bring in to you today, Miss Mary J. Held. How are you today? I'm doing just fine. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. We're glad you're here. So how about you kick us off, Mary? Tell us who is Mary, what do you do, why do you do that, and how can we connect with you? Well, I'm a person who has PTSD, had PTSD pretty bad. Um, I had seizures that kept me from working all together for five years. For another six years, I could only work like 10 hours a week. And then I found this therapy called EMDR. For four months, I did some intense EMDR work, and I'm almost seizure-free. So part of my mission is to go out and try to talk to everybody who suffers from PTSD and tell them about this therapy because it's just life-changing. It totally gave me my life back. The EMDR stands for Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing. And it's just, that's a long, long description of it. But what it really is talking about is just bilateral stimulation. You go through, you think of the trauma, and you go through and have each side of your brain stimulated. Now, for me, I just watched a finger go back and forth. Other people, you could tap alternate knees. You could have a headphone set on that would have tones in different ears. As long as there's doing bilateral stimulation, all of a sudden this trauma that has been frozen in your mind that, that seems like it's happening now anytime you think about it, 
can jump up and surprise you in any of your, your now. It unfreezes it, and all of a sudden it becomes part of your past, and you can go on. It is amazing. Now, I've written a book about my experience with it called Unfreezing Trauma, My Private Journal of EMDR Recovery, and people can find out about that at www.unfreezingtrauma.com and hook up with the book, which tells my experience and the ups and the downs with it and what the therapy was like and the different kinds of changes you go through because it's not, it's not a walk in the park. But it is so much better than having these things hang over you for all of your life. It's just so much better. You know, Mary, I think that's very valuable information. I had about 12 years in the adult and adolescent behavioral health field, so I'm very familiar with EMDR work. And uh, it, is a, it is a beautiful process. You've got to want to get better. You know, you have to get yeah. to that place where you go, mm, I just got to live my life better. I can't do this like this more and processes like EMDR are so like you said it's very freeing um, I've seen it do some pretty amazing things to people um, I, I love that process so do you have a program that you do do you have a, a training that you do or do you just really help people understand this process I just help people understand this process that's mm-hmm. what I want to do well then thank I you for the space happens- that you provide excuse me I said, then thank you for that space that you provide. I mean, I think so many people just need a place where they can go sit with that and find a place to get better and be comfortable in an environment where it's okay. So thank you for providing that space for people. You're welcome. Cassie, where does that, that process, that kind of feeling take you? I think that if that kind of therapy were more readily available for the, you know, if that was, an option on the treatment list, then they might see a drastic turnaround in mental health. So thank you for spreading the word about that, about that therapy and about that route to take because I'm sure a lot of people don't know about that. Yeah. Um, as somebody who has been in treatment and dealt with PTSD, that might have been very beneficial. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, through it can be very fast. If you have, if what you're dealing with is just like one traumatic event, you can go to three or four sessions and it's over. And one of the books that I read about at first was called Emotional Healing at Warp Speed by David Grant because it can work that quickly. Me, it took longer because I had a number of traumas, and then there was an underlying trauma that it took a while to get to. Um, some people who have, I was lucky in that I had, although I had childhood abuse, it wasn't from my nuclear family. My nuclear family was a very safe place, so I had a sense of self. I had a sense that, that I could be okay. Um, people who don't get that, it takes a lot longer for them to go through the process. But for many people, it is very fast and very quick, very effective. That's beautiful. So let's take this in kind of a a different direction. Throughout your 
your journey and your experiences. Is there someone in your life that you would define as a hero? And what is your definition of a hero? You know, I thought about that, and and a person who just really struck me as being very heroic and who helped me a lot was Chris, Christine Blasey Ford, the woman who came up and testified against Brett Kavanaugh. And in the end, right, he was confirmed. Her, her burying her soul before the whole world didn't actually do anything in that situation. But, but she inspired me. She inspired me to share my story because there's, you know, there's heroes that have physical courage, but there are heroes that have emotional and mental and spiritual courage and can go out and tell their truth, tell what really happened, tell how they really feel, even though they get all kinds of pushback on it. Nobody really wants to hear it. They would rather hide this kind of thing. They would rather ignore the fact that these kinds of things happen. But it's important that people still speak them. There are many heroes right now. Um, I'm on a Facebook page um, with a bunch of women who are supporting each other as they come forward and try to take their abusers to court. I didn't do that. I, my abusers were dead by the time I dealt with this. So that wasn't my journey. But my journey is, is to share what I have and what I know with anybody who needs it, with anybody who wants it. You talked about people need to be at the point where they want to get well. The other thing that they need, and I don't know if people understand this, is the courage to try another thing because a lot of people have tried asking for help and not gotten anywhere I mean, that was my my journey you know i had gone to therapists and to doctors and to you know i went to neurologists i went all over the place trying to figure out what was wrong what was happening why it was happening to me and when i first heard about emdr it was like yeah right probably just another thing that they tell you about that may or may not work can, do I have the strength and the energy to do that? And it takes a while to build that hope up again. I want to not only tell people about EMDR, but, but maybe give them some hope that this stuff can finally be over. I think that's the operative word right there, is hope. Yeah. I, I think that's the operative word. I, see, I saw that so many times. We would... Even with clients, with, with people that I would work with, we'd get to that place where they were going to take that next step, find some recovery from it, and fear would set in. Because as messed up as what they were doing was, they knew how to exist there. And that fear yeah. of trying, again, like we said, trying something new that might or not, might not work, reopening that wound, going back to that drawing board. It was such a fear around that being yet another dead end, they'd just go, no, I'd just rather stay here than even try that. Yeah. And so, yeah, I appreciate, yeah, I appreciate your recognition of that. So if there was a life lesson that you'd, if there was a life lesson that you picked up along the way that you feel is important, almost critical that everybody ought to know, what would that be? 
don't compare your insides with other people's outsides. Oh, I love that. Go that. I love that. Yeah, you know, we we look around and we see people and they're apparently functioning, they apparently know how to do all this stuff in the world, and they're just wandering right along and they're doing fine, and then here's me and I'm just falling apart. But on the outside, I probably look the same as everybody else. And other people have the same kind of things going on in their insides that I have. But we... You know, that feeling of aloneness that comes when we look around and everybody else seems to be okay. They seem to be doing it, but but we're not comparing the same things here. Right. When we just and look at how they look. Beautiful. How many times is that right there a barrier? Because you're thinking about what's going inside you. And look, it's not going inside the end. There's got to be something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. Beautiful truth. I really, really love that statement. There's a whole lot of power in that statement right there. Kathy, what did that bring up for you? Yeah. I think that is, I think on the given day to the right person, that would be a hard pill to swallow because you spend a lot of time saying, well, they can, why can't I? Mm-hmm. You know, they can do that. Why can't I do that? How can and I think a lot of times we forget that just because they're doing something that we think we can't do doesn't necessarily mean we can't. Maybe it just means it's not meant for us, right? That's not our journey. That's not our story. Uh-huh. So I think a lot of it comes with trying to mimic the social norm or what is yeah. you know, what's labeled as the social norm, right? The whole keeping up with the Joneses thing. Yeah. That I always hate it when people say, you know, you're staying inside the box. It's like I feel like I've spent so much time looking for the box so I can get in it where everybody else is. You know, that, that mm. there's something wrong with me idea. Wow. Yeah. No, when in reality you should just set the box on fire and not worry about it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because really there is no such thing as the box except the ones that we designed to provide our own safety net. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we create this little box of this is my bubble, this is my safety net, and I'm okay with this box, I'm just not getting in your box. Uh-huh. But I, I guess what you ladies were talking about, you see it so many times when people compare their, they see someone who they feel like had survived it or made it to the other side or recovered from whatever it is they're struggling with. And so they think, well, I've got to work their journey because they did it just like this. So if I do it just like this, then the outcome is going to be just like that for me too. And they, yeah. so many times I think we get so disappointed in recognizing that, that was, that's A way, it's not B way. What's your way? Yeah. yeah. And so I think we set ourselves up to fail because we think, oh, well, I couldn't do what she did. So I'm not near as good as well, that. You- and that's so not true. I think people compare their struggle to other people's survival and they Mm -hmm. automatically set themselves up to fail because, you know, they Mm -hmm. think, oh, well, they did it. I can do it. But it's not that they did it. It's how they did it. And how they did it might not be how you do it. Right. It doesn't mean it's wrong or whatever. It just means different. And that is what scares people the most is different. Oh, when we start to change, 
then we don't know what's going to happen. I mean, it's, it's, you know, I mean, that's the essence of change. But we don't want to do that. We want to know where it's going to lead, that it'll lead where it led somebody else. And you're right, that's just not true. People mm-hmm. end up in a total different place. I mean, there's, there's things that we all need on our journey. We all need hope. We all need faith. We all need belief. We all need that. But where we can go and how we, how we connect with our, uh, with our fellow humans is very different. And at some point we have to be okay with that. Yeah. Right? We, get this, we get this comfort level in who you become, and when you decide it's time to, to change that, to grow that, to become that, then it can make other people around you uncomfortable because they're like, what are you doing? I was pretty comfortable <laughs> with you sitting right here in this little puzzle piece where you fit, and now you don't fit there anymore. And uh-huh. so we stop. We think, oh, well, I can't, I can't mess up their puzzle, right? And so we stop right. that growth and we stop that. And if we get the courage and the hope to go on and go, it's okay. It's not your job to morph into their puzzle. It's their job to make space for your new piece. Yes. Yeah. And that's a hard yes. concept. Okay, so Mary, let's, let's take this to the last place. If you were standing on a stage and you were the hero, and I'm going to tell you with presenting this information and bringing other people to hero, to healing, you probably will be more people's hero than you recognize. So thank you for the space you provide. You're welcome. In that, Mary, if there was a one-liner of wisdom to the world that you would like to share with our audience, what does your T-shirt say? Well, my T-shirt has a little bit. It says, life is hard in dark letters. The is is crossed out, and in bright letters it says, can be. And then underneath it says, help each other. Life can be hard. Help each other. I think it's well, I like that, that simple. Yeah, I'd wear that T-shirt. <laughs> You'd wear that T-shirt that said, life is hard with the is crossed out and can be underneath it. Help, just help each other. Yes. I love it. That's beautiful. You want to expand on that for a little bit? Word of, of all the words that are on the world, you pick those words. How come? You know, I mean, the, the thing that people get hung up on is life is hard. And so they keep their head down and they just keep burrowing away and they just keep pushing and trying to get somewhere. But it's not life is hard. It's life can be hard. We have it sometimes when, sure, we have to put our head down and burrow through. But then there's other times when we lift up and we can look around. And the things that help us stand up and look around are other people. We can help each other. It's not, you know, that I am the helper all the time. I am the helper sometimes. I am the helpee sometimes. Sometimes I just stand around and ask for help. And, and I get it. Mm. If we look for that, if we look for help, we will find it. We mm. can't define it beforehand. We can't say, I want help from this person in this way. Right? I mean, that tends to be what we want to do with control. But just get help to get through this situation, and we look around, and somebody is going to be there to help us. Mm. And the other and thing that- is also true. We'll be standing, standing there, and we'll see somebody who looks like they need help, and we go and give it to them. 
I think the more you do that, the more you act for the help that you need to also come to you. Mm-hmm. Right? It's, it's still that law of attraction. Yeah. And then we quit trying to feed off other people's light and recognize the light we're looking for is, in fact, inside of us. Turn it on and draw to you yeah. what you need. That healing comes along. Yeah. Beautiful. Kathy? I think that's beautiful. I think there is, you know, that's like a a totally different realm of people that that opens that category up to. Mm -hmm. I agree. Beautiful. I love it. Yet another original statement. They're just so cool. I love the statements that we get. Mary, we've yeah. done 230 interviews, and we have 230 completely different statements. They're, they're so cool. Sounds great. I love the stories behind them. Right? I always said I wanted a, one of each T-shirt so I could just have this power closet. I could walk <laughs> in, and I could, no matter what I put on, I could walk out and go, yes, I'm ready to face the day. I have all this power behind me. And then I want a little pocket on the back with a story in it. So when you ask about it, I'd say, here, read the story, because the story is just as cool as the statement. So, uh, yeah, I just feel like it would be by my own true. superhero closet. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, absolutely uh, so much power around us. Mm. Okay, we are at a place. We have come to this, this place in time, ladies, where it's going to be time to close out for our audience. Um, Mary Jane, what a what a beautiful conversation. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us and joining us from Lansing, Michigan. I hope you continue to enjoy a beautiful day and that those trees turn for you and you get to see your color. Oh, so thank, as we thank get ready you so to, much for having me. Oh, sure. As we get ready to wind down, we'd love our audience to know that we are always brought to you by Guided by Grace and Enlighten Up. If you would like to share your story with us, if you just want to have a conversation, you just need somebody to talk to. We're interested in what you have to say please reach out to us at herobuilder2020 at gmail.com. I'm going to pass the torch and close out. Mary, I'm going to say thank you very much again for joining us and for sharing your wisdom and knowledge. I am so grateful for the space that you provide for so many people. Cassie, how would you like to leave our audience today? Um, first off, if anybody was looking for a different realm of treatment, I hope you were listening to this today because this lady has shared some incredibly useful information and resources. Um, But I would like to, as usual, leave with a challenge. And my challenge for everybody today is to do one kind thing and keep it to yourself. You know, I think people, people do good stuff for people and then they want to show everybody what they did for people for, for clout or for whatever for whatever reason it is. But just do something for somebody just because. Mm-hmm. I see what that does for your heart today. Okay. Beautiful. I love that. Mary, we would yeah. be honored if you would take the stage and close out our show for us. How would you like to leave our audience today? I would like to leave your audience with the knowledge that there is, there's many solutions to PTSD, the one that, I, that changed my life is EMDR. You can find out about it at my website, unfreezingtrauma.com. 
The book can be helpful to people who are in it so you can understand some of what the process is like if you're afraid of it. But I hope that you'll understand that there is a way to recover from that and to continue to try to recover. Those of us who have friends or relatives who are suffering from trauma, help them as much as you can. It's a hard place to be, but there are ways to get out of it. And I hope that I've shown you one of them. <laughs> 